Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. (sighs) What a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Explore secrets of the universe with show host Sherry Sage Zimmerman. Navigate between the worlds of both the physical and the spiritual planes of existence. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Secrets of the Universe. I'm glad that you could join us for another week. Um, Each week, I look forward to um, bringing on a new guest to share with you and their gifts of what they are doing in the world and um, how they're affecting change. So I'm really excited today to have a woman by the name of Kira Lonnie, and I'll make sure I'm saying that right. Sometimes I don't get names correct. Um, Kira has spent 15 years in the healing arts. Um, work. And she is the founder of what's called Tree Gong Healing, which I'm really excited to learn more about that. And she's also the creator of the Healer's Journeys Journey to Mastery. 
So there are a few things that she's involved in. And when I checked out her website, I also noticed that she also does some retreats um, at Mount Shasta. So I'm excited to kind of get into a little bit of that as well. So I'd like to invite you all to meet Kira and we'll get more uh, detailed information. Hi, Kira. How are you? Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, thank That's you for wonderful. being here. I always like to give a platform for those who are, you know, sharing the love of what they their passion is, right? Mm. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm just glad that you're able to, you know, be here with us today. So, you know, I was really curious. I didn't know. I, I actually took a Qigong class about, I don't know, three to five months ago for the first time. And I found it really interesting. So when I saw that you had something that was called Trigong, I wasn't quite sure what that was or, you know, if there's anything you can share about that and maybe a little bit about yourself, like how you got into this work. Absolutely. So I'll start with your first question. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to say that a tree was my first Qigong teacher. I have been a lifelong practitioner of yoga. I started yoga and meditation as a very young child. And when I was becoming a yoga teacher in 2005 is when I first discovered Qigong. And I thought, hmm, I want to learn more about that. Um, but before I ever even knew Qigong existed, I had a really powerful experience with a tree. This tree is um, a kind of a, fam a family member. My mother named the tree Grandpa Cedar. And oh, wow. every time, <laughs> yeah, we have this family tradition of hugging the tree at the end of the daily walk that my mom likes to take. And one day when I was living on her land and she was in Hawaii, I went for the walk by myself and I went to visit Grandpa Cedar and I felt him pulling me in like he was holding me there and didn't want to let me go. Oh. I felt the energy from my belly that I learned later is in Qigong known as the Lower Dantian go into the trunk of the tree and all the way up to the tippy top of the branches. And I felt that tree asking me, where is that lady who visits me every day? I miss her. <laughs> and so I visualized my mother across the ocean in Hawaii. And I said, Grandpa Cedar, please look out for my mom way over there across the ocean. And then I gently withdrew my energy and <laughs> went back to my little cabin. I was a young mother of baby boys at the time. And the next morning, I awoke for my meditation, and I sent my awareness back to that tree. I wanted to see if we were really still connected. And the tree showed me a network of tree communication that spans the entire globe. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this was before I knew anything about tree communication mm. or mycelial networks, which I learned about later, that trees communicate through their roots. Mm. And they've also shown me that they communicate through the ethers around the entire globe. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. I heard that. I think I either read it or heard it a long time ago about the roots, how they all connect mm -hmm. underground, which, again, I love I love your story. Love, love, love your story. 
um, for a few reasons. You know, uh, my mother was also a very trees and birds were like a really big deal to my mother so um it was always you know we found a house it was always oh does it have a nice tree in the front yard <laughs> yeah. so it, it's really interesting those you know little things that we learn as we're growing up you know um you know just from family or just from nature right but i love your story that's incredible and i i get the whole i get the whole thing about the feeling that you actually like it's almost like the tree embraced you. And it's funny when I was a child, I was always climbing trees. Like I, I just love, we had a big, huge pine tree in our backyard and I had to climb all the way to the top, you know, and I used to look out over the whole neighborhood because I, I wouldn't go part, part way up. I'd have to go all the way to the top. <laughs> that it is so neat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that was one of my favorite things as a child as well to get up so high in the tree that you can feel it swaying yes, even when yes. there's only a very slight breeze and yeah, yeah. To feel that. Yeah, I love that so yeah, much. It's amazing. Yeah, and it was a pine tree because I remember every year my mother would decorate our mantle. You know, I grew up in a big Victorian house, really big. And she would do the marble fireplace we had because um, the house was built in 1869. But she, I mean, she'd go out and get the pine cones that would fall around the tree, you know, bring them up and put them up. I mean, you know, there's just something about, you know, that stuff, right? There's something about it. Yeah. So that's yeah. really neat. Interesting. I'm glad you shared that story from early on. I love that. So yes. The, the tree gong then has something um, as far as like that's an actual type of qigong or is that? Well, let me continue the story because there's more. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, later after I had become a yoga teacher, I became a massage therapist and I entered into the world of qigong and um I went fairly deeply into that realm of Chinese medicine known as Qigong or working with energy. And this is actually um, a very shamanic based healing art, the, the practice of Qigong. It is both a personal energy healing practice and energy healing modality that Qigong doctors will use on their patients. And it is very much a way of communicating with something greater. Oh. And um, by working with the energy of life, we're also working with the energy of the earth and the heavens and the way they uniquely blend through us. And so in tree gong actually was birthed through me and I'm not the only one that's ever used this terminology. And there is an ancient tradition of Qigong practitioners who work with trees. Oh, but, but my version, my personal brand of Qigong is actually something that was birthed through me from the combination of my Qigong studies and my innate shamanic abilities of tree communication and nature connection. And it happened because I was going through a public speaker training mm -hmm. and um, I was asked, what is your legacy? And I just had to talk about my experiences with the trees. Mm -hmm. And so I had written a six minute talk um, 
a little bit more elaborate around that story that I just told you about Grandpa Cedar. Yeah. And I wanted to practice. And so I created an event that I called Tree Gong, where I was going to share my story and then share a Qigong experience of connecting with trees. And um, this evolved into the work that I do today, um, helping healers connect more deeply to their own unique gifts so that they can bring them into the world through the healer's journey of mastery. Mm, that's so interesting. I mean, I really love when I read when I went through your website, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. So um, I, I, I just find I think um, for those of us that are all involved in, in this kind of work, um, it, it is somehow it's your story, right, that evolves into almost whatever it is that you end up doing, you know, in the world. Um, it's amazing to me that you would have combined those two to create something even a little bit more different or new, right? Which is really neat, you know? Yeah. And I feel um, at this time on the planet, it's so important for each one of us to claim that unique gift that we came into this body to share with the world. Mm. And, and so um, that has really become my passion to help, others come to that place of recognition that what you bring as a healer is really important in its pure distilled form. And yes, all the trainings and the modalities that we learn, I, like many healers, have a laundry list of modalities that I've studied and trained in. Right. (laughs) And they're very useful ways to interact with the medicine of energy and earth magic. And yet when we really can distill it into this unique gift that we came into our body to share, that's how I believe we will change the world as we create the ripple effect of healers, healing, healers, healing, healers, and so on. No, that's a good, that's a good way of putting it. And and I agree. I think, you know, um, for me, you know, I know there's so many healers out there that, like you said, a lot of us are, doing a lot of similar things, obviously, you know, the crystals and and all the different modalities, as you said, but what what I liked what you said was it is really the uniqueness that each of us bring to whatever modality we're working with. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So to me, there can never be enough healers, you know, or there can never be enough, you know, if you're a crystal healer, how do you do it? How do you do your crystal therapy? You know, if you're, you know, whatever, whatever your, you know, Reiki, whatever it may be, it's, it's your unique, story that you've lived that you've uh some people have survived you know in early years of uh, one uh, along with many so it, it does it becomes really uniquely yours so you know i'm always encouraging people that are thinking about getting into the healing arts i'm like yeah 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 you know just do it your way you know do it your way so yeah that's really really incredible uh, where did what, where did you grow up at what uh, state or city or area I grew up in rural Southern Oregon um, in a, in a little community called Williams. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Were they, at the time you were growing up, was that area, um, you know, pretty into any of this more, you know, openness of. Well, my parents were back to the landers in the seventies. So, mm. um, 
they were, um, my mother was a baby beatnik when she was a young teenager and became, she grew up in Southern California in West LA. And so she was a hippie from a young age. And (laughs) my father joined the movement a little bit older, but they were, um, they were very much back to the landers who knew that Babylon is going to fall and we are going to become sustainable and get back to the land. And the community at the time when I was a child was still mostly very much rednecks. It had been settled by, you know, it was, it was originally an old mining town, of course, Oregon. And then um, it had been settled by ranchers who brought Mm -hmm. their cattle in. And that was mostly who was there when we first arrived in the mid seventies. And now it has kind of become a very much um, a mecca of spiritual people getting back to the land and um, sustainable farming, organic farming, living like that. Um, people who are connecting to Native American ways or mm-hmm. uh, other earth-based medicine. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of um, homesteading, you know, homesteading type. I, I know more and more people are obviously, you know, moving in that direction uh, who may not have grown up with that kind of environment, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. You know, there was a question I was going to ask you before, and it's just come back to my mind. And the reason I'm asking is because I'm recently, I don't know, two, three months ago, maybe, I... um. I, I get things, you know, on email, you know, different things that I sign up for to 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 get information from. And but one of them was had to do with about trees. And I want to go back to trees for just one minute because it really was a, a really interesting video. And if I can find it, I'll try to send it to you personally. But it was really interesting because it really did talk about. I don't know if it was about the redwood trees or something specific about it. But where I struggle with some of that is. Um, you know, I, I have a board game coming out and it's made of wood and I, I really love wood. Like I love wood. I think there's just something so, well, you know, I, I guess it goes back to the trees, right? I mean, there's something warm about it. There's something, uh, alive about it. You know, I, 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 I'm working with a couple different, uh, woodworkers or trying to see where I'm going to go with it. And, you know, some mentioned this other kind of material. And I'm like, I think it's called MF something. And I'm like, ooh, you know, I I love the whole thing of wood. And yet there's that other part of me, you know, especially when I see these videos that come up every now and then about, you know, the trees and, you know, we really need to be careful. Mm -hmm. And because I do know that we, you know, slaughter all these trees, you know, to put up some cement buildings. Right. Um, So I'm, I'm conscious of that. But it's kind of like I struggle with it because I feel like I really couldn't see this board game being anything else but wood. I mean, right now, that's where I'm at. So where are you at in all that kind of environmental? Yeah, that that's a really good question. And I've definitely gone pretty deeply into this. And what I've come to in my communication with the trees is when we are utilizing them their wood in conscious ways and with awareness 
they're actually extremely giving and willing to share of themselves. They are much more community minded than humans are. And, um, and yes, they have been massively slaughtered. And a huge amount of that is for paper, which um, is extremely frustrating because wood is not the best material to make paper out of. It is the best material for some, especially artistic and craftsmen like creations that right. humans make. Right. And, um, and so I've had this from trees that we're happy for you to use our wood in this conscious way when it is the best material for the use and when it's harvested consciously in a way that is contributing to the health of the forest mm. as a whole. Because the health of the forest is not dependent on each and every tree. In fact, they can become overcrowded. So if we're paying attention to that and taking them consciously and paying attention to the health of the forest, they're happy to share their resources with us. They're not too happy when we're slaughtering the entire forest. Obviously, that is not beneficial for anyone. And I also had recently, I was in Sedona and I had a really powerful experience with the idea of life after death through the lens of a tree Mm. and trees um when trees die naturally and they're not cut down they stay standing for a long time they remain in their form and their consciousness is transformed in the process into a communal consciousness where the insects come in and utilize their body for their home and things such as that. And um, as you were speaking, I was recognizing that this is also true when a tree becomes a beautiful piece of furniture that is loved and cherished as an yes. heirloom, for yes. instance. Yes. There is consciousness, the tree's consciousness is able to change form in that process and still be very present. And so there's something beautiful about using wood in a very conscious way. And I agree with you. I, there are some things that are just meant to be made of wood. And so I really encourage when, when somebody feels like, Oh, they have a tree that needs to be removed for some reason, or they want to create something out of wood and they're a very spiritually conscious person, I really encourage you or anyone in this type of conundrum to just really go into that Mm. conscious awareness of connecting with the spirit of that tree, the spirit of that wood and inviting it into a new relationship with their life rather than it it feeling like something that's cutting them off. And, and because we live in a life that is cyclical and each ending is a new beginning, um, we can really embrace this in terms of how do you live your life? How do you honor your death when that time comes? How do you transform the form that your consciousness expresses so that you can feel that same fullness in your own transitionings and, and in terms of yourself and your loved ones. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, that was beautifully said. I, I actually don't think I have much to add to that. It was just so well said. Um, I appreciate you reminding us of that whole, you know, ecosystem that we have, you know, including ourselves, right? Um, we're really no different than the trees or the rocks or the, you know, the fish in the water, right? Um, so, yeah, that was beautifully said. I really enjoyed the way you uh, kind of put that before us again. Um, and I thank you for that because um, I think I am usually very conscious of all materials, to be honest with you. And, and I, I kind of try to, you know, I think wood, I guess, because it is one of our most oldest uh, things on the earth, you know, way before plastic and, you know, uh, resin which i'm not a big resin person at all but you know mm -hmm. i there's something about wood and i think for me for the board game which is actually in the shape of a, a buddha guy or a uh a, a yoga person sitting on the floor um it, it's just i feel like it would bring into people's homes or wherever they land you know that that just again that aliveness of, of nature you know and i think that's why i'm also drawn to using it you know so i really enjoyed the way you put that i appreciate that yeah and i think it's being conscious of you know the balance right it's all about the balance you know if you're taking out so many trees on this part of the earth you definitely want to make sure you have enough trees here or you know just making sure that the the globe is you know kind of balanced with a constant renewal right of trees and you know, the oxygen we get from trees really protects us a lot more than I think a lot of us are aware of. Um, and that video, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I know I still have it. It's on my Facebook page too. It's just, it was just a really good video about trees and what they were trying to do to save this one particular species of trees. Um, yeah. So, you know, before we get too far along, because we're almost already almost at uh, 425, um, and I, I kind of like to get this out there just because I, I don't want to do it last minute, but I want you to share just your website also. Uh, my manager will be putting it on the screen, but this show will also be seen in, in Florida for my radio friends in Florida. So um, I'm going to have you say it out loud. That way they can also be able to go to the website, uh, you know, to see what you're doing as well. Beautiful. So my website is practiceselflove.com, all one word, practiceselflove.com. And um, if you go to my website, I do have, as you mentioned earlier, a Mount Shasta retreat coming up in June. There will be um, more retreats coming up. So that would be the place to go to find the retreats as they're posted. And there is also an opportunity to join us virtually when we're in Mount Shasta next month. So if you're not able to travel, um, I know I have some people joining us from the UK. They're not able to travel over to Mount Shasta right now. And so I've opened that up virtually as well. Um, so go there to practiceselflove.com and check out what I've got going on. There will continue to be new updates over time as well. Yeah, that's really exciting. I, I did see that about the virtual, you know, uh, where you could go virtually. I thought that was really neat. I think that's kind of interesting where people can still share on the adventure of it and yet not have to physically be there. I thought that was a really, really good idea. Um, what other things? I think you said you were involved in yoga. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, you said you started that at a young age as well? That was something that you... 
Yes. Um, my mother would say I started yoga in the womb because <laughs> she, was, um, she was a very dedicated yoga practitioner when I was a young child and, ah. and meditation. And so some of my earliest memories are practicing yoga with her doing a pose and then climbing on her and doing another pose. And um, my father passed when I was very young. I was five years old when my father died. And I became very curious about what happens when you die at this time. And because I had been exposed to meditation and the idea of reincarnation, that's when I began my own personal self-guided meditation practice. Um, I went and sat myself down um, at the time we were living by a creek. So the memory has creek sounds and a black cat that came and sat with me when I meditated. And um, I had all this imagery from a children's book that I had. So I sat down and I imagined opening the door at my third eye and walking out into a beautiful garden And I wound through this beautiful garden paths and I discovered a tower of light and I spiraled up the spiral staircase in the tower of light and met a beautiful being of light. Um, He showed himself to me with a long white beard and long white robes and just beaming and glowing and, um, And so I always, because I had that powerful meditation experience when I was very young, I always knew there was something more. Mm -hmm. Even even going through the experiences of public school that dampened me down greatly, I knew there was something more. And it became a lifelong quest to discover truth. And and what what is truth? with all of the different perspectives that yeah. we're fed. Yeah, but. yeah. I think it's interesting, a couple of things you said that. Um... Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. You know, I think something happens when you are young and and, and a death a, a death uh, happens close close to you, meaning... Uh, where it, it really touches you in a very more intimate way. I, I had the same thing, not not apparent, but uh, a best friend of mine, I was nine years old and she was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was very close to the family. I used to stay overnight there all the time. Uh, her mother had four girls. Um, so my friend was the oldest. She was 10. And then her next uh, sister was eight. And then there was twin babies born at Christmas, around Christmas, Holly and Noel. And mm. it was very, uh, I just loved being there all the time. But the mother ended up committing suicide. And I was there at the house when it actually happened, when the suicide happened. And it was very difficult for me and, of course, for my friend. And it's kind of a little complicated story right now to get into. But I've written it in my book. 
which I tell everybody, don't get my book right now because I'm revising it, but that story will always stay in the book. It's called Bonded by Tragedy, Bonded by Love, that mm -hmm. chapter. And um, I think something happens because I know when her mom passed, I, I know I was just as, just as much almost as much affected as my friend was because I actually in, in a lot of ways saw her as my second mother. I used mm -hmm. to take care of the twin babies. They were nine months old. I used to feed them and and change them. And, you know, um, so it is there's something about when you experience some kind of a death when you're younger, that's that's close to you. It does, you know, have something that it kind of opens up for you. I, mm -hmm. I kind of did the same thing. I kind of had this kind of desire and I, I am a believer in reincarnation and I, I do have a lot of memory of being on the other side and you know a longing to want to know no more I should say no more right because we really do know on a very deep soul level we're, we really all really do know about death and we know about you know life after death and and life between life you know um I think if there is just something I think that does kind of trigger us when something like that happens when we're young, you know, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, there was something else I wanted to bring up too. Oh, uh, you have the, the healer's journey to mastery. Is that part of the retreat that you do? Is that something separate that you do? So the retreat is part of the healer's journey of mastery. The, um, the healer's journey of mastery is not necessarily part of the retreat. It's it's something that I invite other people to come in and experience my work who are not also in the healer's journey of mastery, which is my year-long program. So okay. this is students that are with me all year, and we have um, three classes a month where we go in more deeply to all the different tools that I've been gathering over my lifetime and really help them to come to which tools are the ones that they want to bring to the forefront of their toolbox in their own personal journey of mastery. Mm -hmm. And then um, the retreats are part of the program and I'm so far also opening them up to the public. Mm -hmm. Now this structure could transform in the future in terms yeah. of whether they're one and the same or whether I end up separating the retreats out. But um, at this time, that's how it is. The, the year-long program includes two retreats. So there um, is one in Mount Shasta, and then we're going to do one in Sedona in September. Hmm. And so um, the Sedona one, I'm still... Um, gathering interest. So if anyone is interested in joining me in Sedona, then um, let me know so I can start figuring out what to plan for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're sharing that because Kira, that's one of the reasons I really do love uh, having my guests on the show because I want them to share like, you know, what's, what's happening now, what's coming up and, you know, and, and especially now with everything going on with the COVID and we're moving into at least another year past, you know, the initial, COVID hit, you know, so it's kind of nice to kind of say, you know, hey, we're getting back to life here and we got some things happening. So, yeah, I'm glad. Again, Tiffany, I'll have your website up there so people can, you know, go to your website and be able to check out more information. Um, 
And we have, a, I'm going to mention a couple of comments. We have a guy, Chris here, who said he lived in White City, Oregon, uh, mm -hmm. college in Ashland. Yeah. yeah. So said has, you know where that is? Ashland is where I am right now currently. That's where I'm streaming from at the moment. So yes, I do. I know right where White City is. When I was growing up, the only thing I knew of in White City at that time is there used to be, I think it's still there, but there was the Dollar Movie Theater where um, we would go some, once in a while, once in a great while, we would go there to watch movies. Wow, that's neat. Yeah, that's yeah. neat. The good old days way back, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I was just complaining a little bit to my son earlier, to both my sons. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm still in college. I have one more course I'm doing right now to, to graduate my, with my AA degree. Uh, this is 30 years coming. So it's really kind of funny. But mm. I'm one of those really determined people. So I don't give up too, too easily. Uh, but I got frustrated because all the college things are online. And there's like, I feel like there's just too many places I have to go on the website. I'm like, oh, my God. I used to love it when I would go into class. You know, when I started 30 years ago, you would just go into class. You know, you got your your work, your assignments. You went home. You did your book work. You brought your reports in. So I'm like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> so I, I do miss some of those simpler days. And as a matter of fact, talking about that real quick, and I don't want to keep bringing up my board game, but that's, you know, I find that I do believe as time is moving on, and I really do believe this COVID event, um, obviously our world has gone through many stages of huge changes over time, right? Even centuries. So I see COVID as being one of those moments in time where we, we really... Hopefully, I think it's bringing us back to the basics again in some ways. I know we still have technology and all that, but in another way, it is almost about getting back to some basics, you know what I mean, and, and simplicity. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I feel like, you know, when I see a lot of people doing these retreats that you're doing and offering some classes, it's really bringing us back to our our quiet, intuitive side of us, you know. Um, and I think that's what I was drawn to when I when I went to your website was noticing that, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely hugely what is wanting to come through me at this time is to. And, and it's interesting because I'm using the technology to help people connect more deeply to nature and to their own true nature. And I like to remind everyone that this technology is a part of nature because we as humans are part of nature and it is our nature to create it is our nature as humans to be creative and to create and so whatever that is that you're feeling called to create whether you want to go back to native american arts and make a ceremonial drum or a fan or you're someone who creates websites and gets your creative juices out that way. It's so important that we honor that part of our human nature to create. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I, I, I've never been one really anti-technology. Um, um, actually, you know, I'm so much into being an inventor. Um, which really nothing new was invented for those for those of us that you know been around the earth uh, quite a few times. We, we know nothing is really new under the sun. 
So I yeah. say I'm an inventor. However, you know, I think, well, you know, I know, you know, 500, a thousand years ago, you know, anything that really is coming out, you know, it cracks me up actually when we talk about this really high technology that we're all talking about, like these little tiny, tiny cameras and, you know, <laughs> the crystals they're using in watches. And I'm like, that's not new. That's not new. If you go all the way back to the Atlantis time period, they were doing far more than what we're doing right now. So, you know, none of this is really new. So it cracks me up when I hear people talk about all this amazing. I mean, it's great to see it again. I guess I want to say that. I don't mean to. It just it just is funny to me because I'm like, no, you know, this isn't new. You know, I mean, believe it or not, Atlantis was one of the most progressive time periods um, having to do with what we're really starting to see an explosion of with this technology. So it's just funny to me. And I just, you know, I, I kind of try to remind myself, even though I, I know I'm an inventor, I'm still like, it's really not new, you know. So but I think it's important. You're right. I think it's important to honor anybody's creativity. And it's funny because I, I have both sons are really into technology and, and amazing creators on Um. I think for me, though, it's still remembering to get back to some other form only because I, well, it's like, it's like anything, it's balance, right? It's back to balance. Um, I, I, I do think that we can go, as human beings, we tend to go, you know, too far one way, you know? So yeah. I think, yeah, and one thing I do love about, you know, my older son makes sure like his kids really get a good balance that they do do technology. You know, they're young, but they do are also um, had to, you know, go back outside and really be a part of nature, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that is important. It's, it's important to have a strong connection to the natural world and whether you're in the city or in a, in a place where it's very much the natural world is present, it's always there. And, um, and it's important in terms of, nourishing our spirit as much as any other reason in terms of like take keeping our bodies physically active yeah. is very important yeah. and then um i'm a very huge proponent of really tapping into the innate joy of being and oh. i don't believe that that is available if we spend all of our time in front of a screen i believe that where we can connect to our own innate joy that that joy that is still there, even in times of grieving and sadness, mm -hmm. even in times of heartbreak that is available through making a really strong connection to nature. Even if you don't have a forest right outside your door, you have a sky, you mm -hmm. probably have weeds growing through the sidewalk. If you live in the city showing the, resilience and tenacity of nature which mm. is also inside of you and so through witnessing beauty in all of our surroundings in all of this creation that we are a part of then we are able to witness that beauty that resilience that tenacity that lies within our own self as well sure sure i mean it's always present within us right it's a matter of allowing it to um really just get back in touch with it. And, you know, it's funny, a couple of things you just said, I think what I've seen, you know, I do, I do a lot of, I've done a lot of card readings for 30 years. I've done many, many readings for people around the country. And what I find 
And I think that what would worry me is particular things I would see you know, over and over again, which would be having to do with, with us humans doing too much, like literally doing too much. And I had a gentleman on a couple of weeks ago, Victor, he's a, he's a wonderful psychic medium and he's a paranormal investigator, but he was talking about how we really need to learn more and more about how to be and not be doers, but just mm-hmm. being. And that's such a struggle. And I know it is for me because I'm so highly creative. So creativity, yeah. even though I, I, I think it's a great thing to honor, you know, it's one of those things that you also have to say, yeah, creating is great, but you're still doing, you're still doing. So it's back to that balance again, right? Of trying to say, okay, you know, I'm going to get myself busy today, but I'm also going to take some time out. You know, <laughs> that's always been one of my biggest struggles is really that balance, you know, of that kind of, you know. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And are you creating from a need to do something or are you creating from that natural inspiration upwelling from your spirit that is like, oh, this is what I'm in the body to do. And for most of us, there are moments of both where our creation really is just this natural upwelling of our spirit Mm -hmm. expressing through human form, which is the pure essence of what it means to be a human. And then there's that feeling of, oh, I need to get this done. I need to do this to keep going. And that's when we get stuck in the cycles of doing that pull us away from our innate nature of being. Beautiful. I love, I love, love, love how you brought that up. Because I do think that's, that's what I see, again, a lot in my readings, unfortunately. But, you know, the one thing I share with them when I see certain cards about that, I'm like, you know, the best way to, to really bring yourself back from this because it's really a card about soul exhaustion. I mean, it's literally soul exhaustion. So I tell them, you really need to start doing those little things that bring joy to you, you know, to bring back your, you know, joy of life. And you're right. There's the doing, which a lot of people do, like, I got to get this done, or it's nervous energy. So a lot of people are doing just so they don't have to sit still with themselves. Uh, And then there is the pure creating, and I agree, that comes from a different place. And actually, it's funny because I notice when I when I'm creating from that part of me that you're talking about, that's more more of a joy feeling. It's really not as exhausting as when you're creating out of this feeling like I got to do this. I have to get this done or, you know, it, it really is a different energy. And it's really kind of amazing to, to be aware of that, to notice that in oneself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. I thank you. Uh, We're getting real close here. We got about another five minutes. So before we tie this up, I want to again let everyone know that, you know, Kira is available for if you want to, you know, join any of her uh, different retreats she's doing or classes. I'm I'm really interested in some of the work that you're doing. I'm really excited to at some point. um, I just, you know, get drawn to different things and I'm always looking for stuff that I can eventually down the road plug into you know so I really do I love your energy and I love what you're doing and I mean if you're a tree lover I mean what can I say I mean (laughs) I love the people that love trees you know um (laughs) it's just funny because it's it's just it's always been a really big thing you know with my mother you know uh, birds birds and trees um, I kind of wish she didn't say one thing when I was young. <sighs> ah, I love my mother to death, but there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to know that. 
um, she would she would say um, if she ever came back again, she wanted to be a bird. And I always thought that was really beautiful until the day that I happened to catch something on TV and I see people shooting the birds out of the sky. <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's funny how, you know, when you're younger, you know, that kind of thing is, you know, sticks mm -hmm. with you, you know. Yeah, well, that gives you an extra piece of connection to your mother, though, when you see the birds come in certain moments to offer you confirmation or you can you can always have that connection with your mother um, regardless of whether you're close or far or um, I don't know if your mother is still living at this time but as as she transitions like we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. we really recognize how the consciousness can change form and mm -hmm. That, that is um, that is beautiful. And I had a memory, you were talking about memories of past lives and time in between lives. I have had many experiences like that. And um, one time I was connecting with one of my soul sisters and we both simultaneously remembered mm -hmm. a lifetime when we were trees together. Oh, and it's so beautiful because... Yeah. Yeah, we ha we both were like, okay, I have to share this with you because it was so interesting, and we're like, oh my gosh, me too. We both had it at the same time. <laughs> well, you do know, you do know, Kira. I mean, again, I'll, I'll make this a little short because we're getting another. We have got another four or five minutes, but some people say, oh my gosh, are you serious? That sounds kind of a little crazy. Um, and I'm okay with crazy because I've been in the now mental hospitals so many times. I'm kind of back to normal again. Um, I, I think some people can't can't some people who don't really get that really deep consciousness uh, being that that is in everything, you know, um, even rocks, you know, mm -hmm. even though, you know, it, it's so funny. I don't know if you are connected with uh, meaning if you've been in touch with the woman uh, years ago, her name was Dolores Cannon that has a lot of uh, YouTube videos and she talks specifically about that where people have gone back to other lifetimes and in between times where they were a flower and what it felt like to be a flower. And it's like, you listen to that video. And, and again, you really gotta be like somebody who can really understand that feeling of how we're so not our bodies. We mm -hmm. are so not, not that this is not important. I don't mean it that way. It's very important that we honor these bodies, but we're so not our bodies. You know? And I think that, you know, for, for some people would be really, you know, difficult to, to go there. I understand what you're saying. I understand it very clearly, but I think for some people it's, it's, it's just difficult to step into that, you know? So yeah. I always tell people, you know, check out Dolores Cannon's YouTube. Uh, Cause she, she's an older woman that was just really amazing. And she did a lot of, uh, she wasn't a psychic medium. She did a lot of regressing people mm. and back in the seventies, seventies and eighties. And, you know, and that's when she started hearing the stories about people in between lifetimes. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really fascinating. It really is. And um, I, the way I experience life is that consciousness is in everything. Um, even in this computer that is transmitting my signal to you and your signal back to me and 
somehow combining to send this video out to the world, which when, when we think about that, it's, it's just as crazy and magical to me as telepathic communication. And, um, and so I do feel consciousness in the rocks and I do feel consciousness in the trees and in the birds and in the grass and the air. And even within the technology that it's, it's yes, some of it is what we place into our creations. Some of it is the consciousness that is being projected from people. There's, there's always, you know, they talk about pulling a thought out of the air, out of, thin air they are floating around there that is that is my experience and that's what I've learned from a lot of my training Um, Mm -hmm. and yet it is a little bit hard to fathom and and it does take a little bit of um, suspending the disbelief that we're taught to have in when we go through our public school system Mm -hmm. and learn what we're taught to to think of as reality. Yeah, conditioning. Yeah, conditioning, right? Yeah, it's conditioning. No doubt about that. There's no doubt. I just think for some, it will be really, some people, difficult to say, yeah, I don't remember being a rock or don't remember, you know, it's No, and we don't all remember. And, you know, my, my oldest son came into this world with very clear memories. When he was young, he used to say to me, why do we have to do it like this? It was so much easier when I lived in the sky world with the fairies. Wow. And and I would say to him, well, son, I'm sorry. You live on earth now. This is how we do it here. (laughs) I love that. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Now you're so right. Oh, my gosh. You and I could go on and on and on. I I, I just and and I, I, I again, I share this every time. I should just put out a blanket statement to everybody. Um, You know, I have I have recurring guests. I I like my guests to come back over and over again because I like my audience to get to know them. So you and I will definitely if if you're willing or wanting to, I would love to do this again in a couple of months. Just keep kind of. uh, you know, talking and, and bringing up these wonderful subjects because I just love them so much. Um, and your energy is so peaceful. Uh, it really transmits very well <laughs> through the ethers. Um, but I do want to say again, um, anybody that wants to contact Kira, Kira, do you also have a phone number that you can share or no? Again, I'm trying to think of my audience in Florida who's on the radio, so they're not actually seeing things. Okay. Um, if someone um, wants to reach out to my phone number, I would have to say um, leave a message or a text message because it's not a very reliable way for me to be ready to talk to you immediately. Um, I I do have a phone number and um, people can reach out to me that way, but I, but a text message or a voicemail is going to actually get me to know that you're really trying to reach me and you're not a spam number because there's so much spam out there right yeah. now. No, that's so, true. That's true. So when mm-hmm. I, if it will, we put up your website and I know you did say that out loud. So hopefully again, we'll do it one more time for my listening audience in Florida mm-hmm. and they could also, also try to get to the website and then contact you. There you go. Yeah. But Tiffany's got it up again. If you want to go ahead and relay that one more time and then we'll just close up here. 
yeah, practiceselflove.com is the website. And if you really feel like you want to connect with me and um, you can send me an email at, at Gmail, Kiralani is, um, and, and you're there, you're on the web. I, you're, you're right on the um, radio. That would be kind of hard to, um, to know how to spell. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I usually do too, Kira? I, I let my, most of my audience in Florida knows my website is imaginepeacenow.com. Imaginepeacenow.com. You've got to put .com because after I got that name about 10 years ago, I got it. Now all of a sudden, the last six years, everybody's got Imagine Peace Now. Uh, so you have to do .com to get to mine. But I tell people, if you hear anything about Kira that you want to know about, I'd be more than happy to pass that information on to you. So a lot of my audience in Florida does do know my website, imaginepeacenow.com. So again, anybody that wants to contact Kira, please also you can contact me and I'll forward her information to you. So again, Kira, I want to thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you back again with us. Mm, I would love that, Sherry. That sounds wonderful. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I did too. And I know down the road, I'm going to be looking up some of those retreats. I'm really getting in the mode to travel in the next year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we keep um, plugged in. We have Mount Shasta, Sedona, and I'm working on a Peru retreat as well. Ooh, so okay. That one is just very nascent at the moment, but it's coming soon as well. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, thank you again, Kira. And I want to thank my audience as well here today. Um, some people that popped in, I want to thank you for stopping by. Um, I just, again, enjoy having this show every week and am very grateful to both of my managers. So for the rest of your week and weekend, I hope you have a great time. And I hope you join us again next week for another exciting show. Um, in the meantime, follow the path so divine for you, designed for you. Take care. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today. Only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. 
It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.